0: This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Gomi here. I just want to say thanks for listening, and this week's guest I have Jeremy Prophet, an amazing Canadian professional wrestler, and it was a great chat, and you guys listen and go check out all all of his uh, socials there. I got to get all my sponsors in real quick. I just want to make this intro and outro real quick this week, guys, because this show is awesome, and you've got to listen. So go check out BatsInTheBelfryArt.com for... Any of your artwork needs, Mother's Day's coming up, Father's Day's coming up guys, uh, well, a month away, and also she takes commissions, and it's very, very cool, love all of her stuff there. Any graphic de- or design work, go check out Rob Day 559 five, because he does amazing work, and he actually did the uh, logo for my latest sponsor, Offen-T-Cities, the perfect fucking shirt for you. It is an offensive t-shirts site uh, and it is funny and I'm loving it. All you gotta do is use the promo code me to get 10% off your order. And they're comfortable shirts, guys. They really really are. I think this is an absolutely awesome site. And I am very happy to be affiliated with them. Just gonna bring up some of the shirt designs right now sorry for the clicking oh I'll make it weird, I'll make it weird as fuck it puts the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again There it is fuck is my favorite word damn, damn mushrooms fuck is a great verbal seasoning paino isn't for everybody you know you're not supposed to look look at, at yourself in the mirror when, when you're you're on acid they are just start, starting up so I'm very happy to uh, be affiliated with these guys some of these shirts are pretty 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 op- offensive so go check those out if that is your kind of it, kind of thing and also I think some of these are really really funny and they're 30 bucks a a pop guys they have designs or they just have the plain classic white lettering on their on their black and these are available let me just click on this real quick they're available in many many different uh, colors so go check that out. And once again, thanks for uh, tuning in, guys. Go check out all my boys on the OIW Podcast Network. Go check out my boys on the Johnners Network and the Canadian Wrestling Network. I love being uh, affiliated with all, with all all these guys. They put out wonderful content, wonderful shows. So go check it out. And here's my interview with Jer- Jeremy Prophet. Hope you guys in- will enjoy it. Talk to you on, on the half. Good morning, good evening, good night. How is everybody doing out there? This is Gilmy again. And on the line, I have the harbinger of truth, Jeremy Prophet. I have been following this guy on JoFo. I have been following this guy ever since I found him. He is charismatic. He is um, an amazing follow. I've been doing the YouTube trail, watching him wrestle. And I'm like, why have I not known about this guy sooner? He's been doing this for 15 years. He is the three-time Great North Canadian champ. He is the IWS tag team champ, plus multiple other tag team champions. And re- very recently, he won the Jericho Award, guys, which is absolutely amazing. And how's it how, how's it going, man?
1: Oh, it's going fantastic. I mean, I'm always glad to be on here with someone who runs such a quality show. Uh, always appreciate the invite. Anyone who gives me a platform to come on and talk about the things I want to talk about the real issues, the hard-hitting truth. Uh, I love that, man, and especially the fact that you're also a fellow Canadian uh, oh, yeah. and that you're wearing that, that great Nordics hat. You're <laughs> one of my favorite teams. When I first started watching hockey, they were just one season away from getting a Stanley Cup, but yep. uh, the legacy lives on with the Colorado Avalanche. So, yeah, glad to right. be on here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm usually in a decent mood, but, you know, I don't like to be one of those smiley, happy, ho-hum kind of people because – uh, th- there's a lot of bad going on in the world. So, you know, I got to oh, yeah. deliver deliver the truth here. But, um, you know, definitely in a good mood. Glad to be here. Uh, I appreciate you listing all my, my credentials and accolades there. Um, and yeah, most recently, the Jericho Awards. So, you know, I hope to do that great justice um, for us here in Canada and to hopefully help to uh, get some people to some better places and uh, give us a better representation on the world stage.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, let's just jump into the the Jericho award, right, right off the bat, because that is amazing. I am blown away that a Canadian got it for one. I am a huge, huge fan of all Canadian indie wrestling, everything that I can push out there. It's well, to steal my, my, my buddy, George, George Mackay's line. He, he always says he wants to keep it a secret. Me. I'm like, Let's tell scream it from the rooftops because I'm joining podcasting networks all over the, all over the world to talk about Canadian wrestling because it is a phenomenal product. No matter whether you're in BC, the Maritimes, Ontario, Quebec, and it's just, we have so much great content and great wrestlers in this country that, I think the world's kind of uh, kind of sleeping on this product because I'm watching some of the big name indie guys from the states, and I, and I know guys who are in in this country who could just absolutely blow them away.
1: Just yeah, my I mean, own. I, yeah, and you're telling the truth, much like I do. I think that not only do we have guys here who could absolutely put to shame so-called top guys on the American independence scene, but I think that those guys on the American independence scene are missing out by not being able to get the opportunity to learn from us. Because let's face it, you can go almost anywhere in the world and odds are you can probably pick up something, you know, even if it's just a tiny little thing, you can learn something from wrestling in a different area or wrestling against people who come from another area. So I think that they're also missing out by not being able to get in there and to work with us because we could teach them a lot too. With that said, you make a great point where you say how, you know, we have such great talent here and people just don't know about it. And that's been my awakening since getting involved more with social media, uh, with podcasting, with uh, you know, the internet world out there. I was a firm believer that all I really had to do was put my best efforts forward from the second I walk out the curtain to the second I go back out after the match is done. And that's been my bread and butter throughout my career is what you see on a show. And I've fine-tuned every aspect of what I do so that I can come on here and have, you know, an hour long monologue with you, and make sure the person watching at home isn't bored and wants to switch over to some other interview, uh, you know, making sure that my look is on point that I don't look like some some typical independent bum who's on in his pajamas and uh, looks like nothing that you know, you, you would never see this guy get thrust onto TV into a main event to fight a guy like Kenny Omega. Uh, you know, I, I I made sure that my wrestling is on point so that I can do many different styles to the point where I'm very proud of the fact that if you watch a Jeremy Profit match, you know, watch any two matches, you're not going to get the same match because I pride myself on being eclectic like that in the ring, that you can see me just as talented on the mat, uh, in the air, uh, in brawls, in just about any style of match against any style of opponent. You know, I don't sweat nobody. You want to get in there with me. That will be a, a test of your skill level because I got a full toolbox of skills that I bring to the table. I'm not a one-dimensional wrestler. And you can see, I believe in everything I'm saying because it's easy to believe in what you say when you tell the truth. It's easy to walk through life and not have to worry. People want to embellish. They want to exaggerate. They want to say that they're the best. I'll, I'll never say that I'm the best. I'll let other people determine what my place is based on what I bring to the table. But when you want to you know, tell lies and exaggerate and all these things you have to be on your toes you got to walk on eggshells because it's hard to speak freely when you know what you're saying is exaggerated so you got to think of the next lie and the next lie and the next lie whereas I just tell the truth that's why I'm the harbinger of truth that's why I can come on here and talk comfortably because I don't have to be thinking in the back of my mind oh well I said this so I gotta say this now and I gotta find the next thing that follows up to that and not contradict myself no I just speak the truth and it's 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 freaking easy because that's what the truth is It's honesty. And I want to give unfiltered, uncensored, hell, sometimes uncomfortable honesty to the people that watch a podcast like this. And you know, maybe that's what's been getting me attention and momentum because I'm not scared to speak the truth and to speak my mind. And so what I realized is that, yeah, I have this great body of work, but it doesn't really matter what you do if nobody knows who you are. And I think that's the problem facing a lot of Canadians is that we are kind of isolated there's this systemic ignorance towards canadians where nowadays at a time where there are more jobs than ever in the world of wrestling you have people here in canada who haven't been able to work because of covid restrictions Mm -hmm. um there are some shows going on in the country don't get me wrong but a lot of us like myself who've done this for 15 years um gone a year without wrestling Um, and also I've never had any injuries in 15 years either. So I've never really had an extensive break from wrestling, but it's given me the time to reflect and realize there are a lot of people out there like me grinding, hustling, putting on great performances, better than three quarters of these guys that you see on TV, but no one is looking here. The scouting is missing. So I think that my crusade right now has been to enlighten people to the fact that Canadians are at such a disadvantage. You have all these so-called coaches, in wrestling who preach that you just need to put in the work and, and travel and gain experience and be good at so many things, but we don't have the same rules in our favor because we can't go to the United States without a work visa. So, you know, I was even giving an example to someone, someone said, Oh, you know, we'll probably see you on dynamite sometime soon. I'm like, I don't think so because you know why would they pay three to $10,000 for a work visa just to try me out when they can pay some American independent wrestler 50 bucks and try him out, you know, with no risk. So that's really the uphill battle that we face. Then you have people who want to say, well, you know, we should, we should still go e- illegally. Now, now think of how ludicrous that sounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I would challenge any wrestler out there, any wrestling person. So you have people who will say, Oh, well, you know, we should still run the risk because let's face it, all these people who have made it, They've made it on their merits in the United States. But when it comes down to it, think of how ridiculous that sounds, that you have mm-hmm. these huge Fortune 500 companies where the protocol is going to be, well, if you want to work for us, you have to do some illegal work under the table, and then we'll consider hiring you. Imagine yeah. if that were any other company. Imagine if that's, that's how not. it worked for, for you know, Microsoft. or or IBM, or any of these, imagine that, this is common sense, this is what I try to bring to the table, because I don't live in the wrestling bubble, and maybe it's because I haven't immersed myself in social media, and wrestling, and whatnot, I live in the real world, you know, I I have a a real life outside of wrestling, but wrestling is my passion, and pretty much every decision I make is for wrestling, but you have these people who don't understand that in the real world, this is something that is just so totally asinine to, to think of, So we should not have to stoop to having to work illegally in the United States to get noticed. These companies should be coming here, scouting our talent and saying, we're going to give them the same level playing field like guys in the United States have. We're going to look at guys here. We know we we can't pay the money to bring them in to try them out, but let's hire the ones that we see have the talent, have the goods. I've always said my message, the end goal of it is to actually reach someone who will understand this and be able to take it to the powers that be you know just like i always like to use the hip-hop example i say how you know nobody wanted to sign a guy like jay-z like kanye west like 50 cent 50 cent is my favorite example because 50 cent said he's going to make it he's going to get rich or die trying so he went out there went after everyone he could you know put out mixtapes put out diss tracks made sure he was everywhere the point where somebody would hear it and then finally dr Dre and eminem came along became his benefactors said this kid's got the goods let's give him his shot even though it goes against the traditions and the protocols and this and that but you know when it comes down to it some traditions should be done should, should be done away with anyways you know slavery was a tradition for the longest time and you know people don't want to talk about eliminating the 13th amendment uh because it involves slavery and you wouldn't be able to put people in prison to, to doing work without compensating them. So when it comes down to it, certain traditions do need to be abolished. And oh, I know people get a little edgy when I start talking about these kinds of things, but a fact is a fact. And it just applies to wrestling just as much as it does in the real world. So I think, yeah, Canada needs a bigger spotlight. And I just said, I'm not gonna be like these other people and talk about it and hope and then go on a podcast like, you know, Me talks here. And, and smile and talk about my career and all the ho- No, I'm going to talk about the real issues. And if people don't like it, well, too bad for y'all. Okay, you can you can hate the messenger, but you're going to hear the message.
0: Yeah, because and that's why I, I I was excited to actually get you on because I listened to some of the shows you've done. I am a fan of uh, of Jofo, and I love the way that you actually just you shoot straight. You don't sugarcoat it. You don't, if it's, if it's not pretty, you're going to still talk a talk a, uh, about it. It's not going to be like, and I'm, I'm not the podcaster. That's going to ask, Oh, where did you train? Oh, where, what was your first bump year Like, well, I tried one bump in my life and I knocked myself out. So I'm wrestling is not for everybody. I know I did hear you say one thing that I was very, very happy to hear. here you wrestle for the people you you wrestle for the blue collar guys you wrestle for the guys who work the 50 50 hours a week putting in overtime so guys like me can bring their kids to to indie to to indie uh, indie shows cuz right now my wife's not 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 working i'm the only one providing for for the uh, the uh, household but i know as soon as shows coming back whether I got a mask up and wash everybody in like sanitizer, we're going back out because we love indie wrestling. Like um, I actually got to see you at when I, I did the long drive to PWE in Oshawa. I think it was against uh, Tarek, who is another guy who's absolutely amazing. And you guys put on one, one, one hell of a match, man. You did.
1: Yeah, uh, Tarek is a very talented wrestler. And what's amazing is that was only the second time we were ever in the ring together. Uh, The first time being when uh, the the previous show for PWE there in Oshawa, where we did a tag match, where it was Tarek and Tyler Turva against uh, me and the person who was my partner. His name escapes me right now. I feel bad about that, but he's a good (laughs) kid. He's from the town there. Um, And that, that match happened. And then, yeah, Tarek and I, I feel we tore the house down in the next one. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of a, an insider scoop is that um, having won the Jericho award, it does come with uh, a coaching session with Lance Storm. Oh, and great. Lance and I have already been in talks. I mean, I don't know if this episode comes out soon or it's coming out, uh, you know, a little while from now. Uh,
0: but, this um, uh, this one will be out next week at some, 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 some time. Okay. I got a couple, I got a couple in the bank, but I want to put this one out as quick as I can.
1: Okay, so if it comes out next week, I mean, it's pretty much next week that Lance and I are going to be having our actual sit down. Uh, And the match that I sent him to review was that match with Tarek because that actually was my last match pre-COVID. So I figured, you know, why not send him out my most recent work once I was, you know, on a roll. And, you know, that was my last match pre-COVID. I had three matches uh, after COVID at one taping that we did. But since then, there hasn't been any. So I really think I was at the top of my game. Uh, for my skill level, for my years of acquired experience in that one. And if you like the match, I mean, that's that's a compliment to me because, yeah, like you said, I I work for the hardworking fan, for the person who, you know, struggles to have the money to be able to go see that show, because the last thing I would want is for that person to come to a show, whether there's, you know, 1500 people or 15 people in the audience and to feel like they didn't get their money's worth. I was a very big wrestling fan. I, I still am. Um, you know, it's a side of me again, that I haven't shared with the world, but now I'm starting to in interviews and I was very much a super fan. I would, I would travel to many places. I would drive. I think the furthest I ever went was drove 16 hours. Uh, me and a good friend of mine, we went down to Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, for a uh, WWE pay-per-view for vengeance in, I think it was 2006 or 2007. It was the return of DX. And, um, you know, this is how passionate I was about wrestling. So whenever I, have the opportunity to perform no matter where it is, no matter how many fans are there, I think of, okay, what would me as the fan who, you know, is working hard to scrape together the money to see this show, what do they expect? So, yeah, you know, I, I don't like to ever take it easy. I'm not a fan of phoning it in. As people say, Uh, I'm not a fan of stepping in the ring with people who want to phone it in. And I feel like a lot of the friction that I've had with people have been with lazy opponents who don't respect the fact that, yeah, well, you know what? Maybe if there are only 15 people out there, we give them a hell of a match. Every one of those people might go tell two or three of their friends. And then the next show there'll be 45 people. The next show, there'll be a hundred people. This is what you have to do. The promoter entrusts you with a stage, with a platform to perform. I'm not going to sacrifice my name value and my integrity to be lazy for a night because there's only, A certain amount of fans. And yeah, I I have had a lot of friction with a lot of people because of that, but that's just me. And, you know, lo and behold, I don't take days off. Somehow, miraculously, 15 years, I've never been injured. No torn ligaments, no concussions, no broken bones. Uh, You know, maybe I'm just made indestructible. Maybe it's the blessings of God. I don't know what it is, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I don't have easy nights and hard nights. I go out there and I give the best I can night after night. And if you watch my body of work, it speaks for itself
0: oh it does and that's the that's the thing and i actually have here written down um i was going to use it in the 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 intro but i decided against it but and one of the best unsigned talents scratch on the canadian no scratch that one of the best unsigned talents out there i am amazed that you're not on ring of honor uh mow impact because honestly i don't see you in wwe uh you don't seem seem like a a yes man so (laughs) i don't really see you going there but even new japan i can see you tearing it up there like a match with you versus 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 uh ishii i think would be absolutely amazing and yeah
1: yeah i I totally agree and i I would love the chance to get in the ring with a lot of these guys and just I feel it would blow people's minds to be like, how is there, much like you said before, how is there this great talent that we've never heard of? You know, because I think that I'm living, breathing proof of the incompetence of the scouting of just about every company out there. Um, You know, you mentioned a company like MLW. I don't even like to bring them in the conversation. Uh, I get a lot of people telling me, oh, we'd like to see you fight Alex Hammerstone. We'd like to see you fight, uh, you know, uh, Richard Holiday. I I get all these names thrown at me that I, I I really don't care that much about. Because in general, I don't think MLW hires Canadians uh, for a lot of the reasons that I, I outlined. If they you know, want to prove me wrong, they can prove me wrong. But there ain't one Canadian that they've hired there on their roster. So I don't think too much of them. Um, Ring of Honor has one Canadian. I do think very highly of Ring of Honor. Got a lot of friends there. I think it would be a great place to work. But um, again, I think there's a lot of red tape involved in them, not just outright hiring Canadians. Uh, although they don't seem to have a problem hiring Australians. And I think uh, when it comes down to logistics and the, the finances, it'd probably be a, a lesser expense to have a Canadian who can drive to events and definitely a cheaper flight uh, yeah. than from Australia. So, again, it's just common sense. Like I said, you know, while I pride myself on being, you know, an educated individual, um, I, I do feel that, you know, I have a Ph.D. and a master's in common sense. And that's why what I say resonates with a lot of people, because when you break it down like that, it's like, yeah, why would they hire Australians over Canadians? Why would they hire people from the UK over Canadians? So again, that, that's that's the issues there with Ring of Honor. Um, you mentioned WWE, hey, I've had tryouts with WWE. Oh, yeah. At this point, I've made it very clear where, you know, I know that my stock is on the rise and what it comes down to is this, is I just want to be able to go and fight the best in the world. You know, nothing upsets me more than seeing somebody, you know, catching fire, getting hype online, and I know I can't go down to the States and actually give people that match they want, like those people. you know, I, I'd love to fight Alex Hammerstone, but it can't happen in the United States because MLW ain't gonna shell out three to 10 grand and all the paperwork to, to do that. And, and I've also gone on record and said this, and I've said it so many times, I'd be a, a, a hypocrite if I, if I didn't come through on this, but I would put up my own money for a work visa. I, I would gladly pay every last penny to have a work visa, if one of those companies is willing to go and make the demand to the government, I think there's more than enough bodies of proof out there, you know, to show that my talent is exceptional in the world. Uh, it just takes a company to go and ask for that, but only certain companies can. But I'd definitely be willing to put up my own money because even at that, I'm not saying you know, ten grand can just you know come to me like that. But it's an investment. It's like education. People are willing to pay thousands upon thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars for an Ivy League education. I'm willing to pay the same for my education in professional wrestling to allow me to go and fight the best, learn from the best. I will gladly put my money where my mouth is. I've I've never been in debt in my life, and I don't mind being able to put up money of my own to be able to pursue my passion in life. Hey everyone, this is Adam Hayes, host of Schwa Wars Podcast. I've been involved in independent wrestling here in Ontario since 2006, and I can't think of a better way of entertaining the masses right now than with this podcast. We don't only cover pro wrestling, but we cover everything pop culture, as well as a variety of fun and unique show concepts that make us different from the rest. We dispute, debate, discuss everything with a variety of guests as we rank, review, and rave about all things pop culture from the past and the present. So, if you got a spare minute or several, why not check us out today by going to anchor.fm slash schwa wars podcast? That's anchor.fm slash schwa, S H
0: W A wars podcast. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash schwa wars. So, don't wait and check us out today. Oh, yeah. And I think, and honestly, legit, not just because you're a guest on on my show, but I think you just need that one shot now, like whether it's any company, because you are extremely, extremely ta- uh an extremely talented fellow. You truly are you. And I try to find uh, like a couple of bloopers or not great matches online to bring up. I couldn't find one. I legit couldn't not find like uh like a bad jeremy Profit match and trust me i looked <laughs> not just hey, hey man and i know as as an artist you have your your preferences and which ones are better but because i wasn't looking at your 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 opponents i was looking at you and you know what you're doing out there
1: well it comes with experience yeah. um I, I would have loved to be world traveled uh unfortunately opportunities are are, are hard to come by it, it's really a game of who you know and I was always more focused on what I'm doing in the ring, on performing, on being professional with people, rather than maybe being friendly with people. And so, I, I I came to realize now, in embracing social media and whatnot, that you know nobody does it on their own. You know, I always looked at it as it was a lot of nepotism, it was a lot of bribery, a lot of a lot of backstabbing, quite frankly. Um, and I wanted to make it on my own merits, on my own hard work. And I'm very proud of the fact that look. I, to say you're a self-made man in wrestling for where I am now, I, I more or less am, you know, and maybe it's to my detriment that I'm not signed to a bigger company uh, because I pride myself so much on being self-made, but everything that I've gotten in this business, it's been through my work, through my own promoting, um, through, through my own money. I've never even had a sponsor. Hey, I'd love to have a sponsor. I'd love that people say, Hey, I want to hitch my wagon to Jeremy profit. This guy, you know, he can, he could sell a volcano in the middle of hell, but when it comes down to it, uh, I've done a lot of this on my own and I'm proud of it. I'm very proud of the fact that I did it on my own. I did it my way, like Frank Sinatra said. Um, but now I realize that there's no harm in having people help you along the way. Uh, you know, you don't have to be egotistical to say that, you know, I wanna, at the end of it all, sign off on my story that, you know, I did it all on my own. It doesn't have to be on my own. I think that now I realize the importance of people working together. And whether I do get support from others uh, or I don't, I'm never going to stop fighting. That that's the important thing. And I hold yeah. myself to a high standard. Um, I don't. I, I see a lot of people. They get that big break. They get that contract, whatever it is, and then they start going to the gym. Th- then they start working on their skills. Then they start, you know, doing the things that you really should have been doing before. I always say, I'm ready yesterday. You know, I I, I you know work out twice a day. Not because I'm under some big contract. Clearly not because I'm on TV. Because I'm not but because I know that's where I want to be. You know, I, I fine tune my wrestling. I'm, I'm not content to just do the same moves sequences all the time. No, I diversify what I do. And I learn more. I want to add tools all the time. Um, you know, when it comes to promos and whatnot, anytime you can put a camera in front of me, you, you'll have, you'll hear me talking, saying my best stuff, thinking of new things. I got tons of material. I haven't even debuted in front of a camera yet because I'm always working on me. It doesn't take that big break to motivate me. I am always motivated. I live a lifestyle like I am a professional at the top of his industry without being at the top of the industry, but because I want to be there. You know, I always use the example of you got to dress for success. You know, it's like if you dress like the people in the audience, you belong with the people in the audience. That's what Jimmy Hart always said. So it's just applying that same principle to the day to day of everything that you do. You know, I want to be the best. I'm not going to call myself the best. But when I look at myself, I always like to use an equation where I say, if you want to know Jeremy Profit's worth and value and his place in the wrestling industry. So I made an equation where I say, we could do it like this. So first of all, you compare people to me. You got to disqualify all the ones that don't look as good as me. Just, just on, on, on purely looks, physique, look, disqualify all the ones that don't look as good as me. Then you got to take the ones who look better than me And you got to disqualify all the ones who have taken steroids, the ones who have used any performance enhancing substances, because I'm all natural, baby. I'm like Lance Storm. I'm the best built athlete this side of a positive drug test. So anyone who's done steroids and all that kind of garbage, you got to disqualify all of them too. look wise. Then you got to take the ones who can't come on a podcast like this, talk for an hour, make it interesting, who can't stand in front of just a cameraman and cut an effective promo one take. You got to take the ones you can't give a live microphone to in the middle of a ring and then they stutter over their words and they don't know what to say and the people are bored, you gotta disqualify them too. Then when it comes to the wrestling, you gotta take the ones who don't have any kind of aggression, who can't go toe to toe with the toughest people in the industry, cut them out. Then take the ones who can't do a moonsault, a 450 splash, a dive, those kinds of things, the high flying, the theatrics, and cut them out of there too. Then you take the ones who can't tell a story, get rid of them. So this is what Jeremy Prophet brings to the table. You really want to know my place. Find me somebody that fits all of those criteria, whether they be on top of a major company or whether they be an undiscovered talent on the independent scene. That's Jeremy Prophet. People can talk about being the best. They can make all these false claims. Hey, wrestling is a game of hype. I get it. But if you want the truth, look into my body of work. Look at me and tell me I don't back up every single thing that I just said there. Then ask yourself, why am I not somewhere better? Hell, I don't know. Maybe I don't have a good attitude. Maybe people don't like what I say because I speak the truth. You know the old saying: some oh, people yeah. just can't handle the truth. I ain't <laughs> about those people. Oh yeah. Some people just can't handle Jeremy Prophet.
0: Oh, well, I can. I'm a fan, so works out. Yeah, works out fine. And I got this question sent in by one of my one of my my listeners, and I've been saving it for for a little bit. I think this will fit perfectly. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why?
1: I would say at this point, it would have to be the slogan that I coined that you can see on our JOFO website. You can even purchase the t-shirt. And it's a simple slogan, it's a parody, but the slogan is Canadian wrestlers matter. Nice and simple, because that's been my goal. Much like Black Lives Matter, because the idea behind Black Lives Matter is that until Black Lives Matter just as much as any other life out there, this needs to be an issue. Until Canadian wrestlers matter, just as much as wrestlers from anywhere else on the American stage in the major companies, that would be what I would want on that billboard. That would be what I want people thinking. I want people to know the message that Canadian wrestlers matter. And it's something that I am gonna fight tooth and nail for whether I'm here talking with you or whether I'm standing in a ring opposite Roman Reigns or Bobby Lashley or Kenny Omega. Okay, I'm going to shout this to the hills. I am going to make sure that everybody knows that Canada has a rightful place to be claimed in the world of professional wrestling. And I don't care if I have to do it on my own. I'm the harbinger of truth. I speak the truth. I lead the vanguard of verity. I'm on the front lines fighting for this issue and fighting for all Canadians, myself included. And whether I'm one man or whether I got the support of the whole country, it doesn't matter because what matters is I got enough fight in this heart of mine to never give up on this issue. When I latch onto something, I'm like a pit bull. It's either you're going to kill me or I'm taking your limb. And that's how I feel about this issue. That's what, that's what I live, eat, breathe, sleep. This is what gets me going. First thought of my mind every morning, last thought of my mind every night. How am I going to make this better? How am I going to get us a better place? How am I going to do away with this injustice? So Bottom line is, you want that billboard. Canadian wrestlers matter. Don't forget it.
0: And I'm buying another shirt. <laughs> I legitimately am going to find that find that uh, shirt. I would have already bought it if I. How did I miss that? Huh. Oh well. I did. I just I just wrote it down because I need a uh, another. I think I'm at like two hundred tees. Tees. Oh wow. Tees tees right now hey we all collect something i collect toys i collect tees that's it before before we get anywhere else where can everybody find you on social media
1: there's some pretty cool toys we got in the back there is that is that i see like a like a megazord i think and there's a captain america up there
0: oh yeah i got back uh uh, Mm -hmm. i got all my transformers here i got my dc guys here i got my marvel guys guys up there i've been collecting since uh 85 so Oh Wow. Oh, yeah. I've been. Uh... I
1: wasn't even born then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, You're making me feel old. Um, No, I was the kid who <laughs> took um, at the age of five. I was a kid who started taking really good care of his toys. I wasn't a bashing kid. And so I still like o- over my shoulder. I got the original Spider-Man figure from the 60s that I was given as a. Now that that one I that particular one I picked up in an and, an antique shop but I got my original one somewhere somewhere hidden cuz it's one of my personal favorite favorite things but I got uh Devastator I got the biggest transformer ever made right there um Yeah well I like toys.
1: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that.
0: I know. It's uh everybody has their thing that they love to watch that they're passionate about. And my three are toy, toy, toy collecting, podcasting, wrestling. Those are my three huge passions. My, my huge interests except for the wife and kids. Those are are the three things I wake up for like really. And, and truly because I watch at least I'd say one wrestling match a, a day at least. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm just a fan. If I see somebody mention something, I, I wrote, write it down in my little notes on my phone. Okay. I got to check this out. I got to check that out. And I'm not a WWE guy, AEW, new Japan. I'm not one of those guys that are just, Oh, I'm, I like this product. I like good wrestling. That's it. I'm not, a am not affiliated with, with anybody like, uh, I love seeing everything from deathmatch to Zach Sabre Jr. because I think that guy's absolutely amazing with the the technical wrestling he's he's uh, doing. I think I think he's one of the one of the best out out out, out there right now. But uh, you know what uh, what they say about opinions, right? <laughs> well, has when
1: it comes to wrestling, I think that's yeah. that's the greatest thing about wrestling is that it comes in so many different forms like you said it could be a great technical match like a zack saber jr match it could be a death match it could be a lucha libre match it could be a strong style match you know wrestling has so many different aspects that it touches on and i think that's why it has the potential to bring in so many different people people from so many different walks of life you know even comedy wrestling you know who doesn't like to laugh so it all has its place and that's why i say like with me i don't snub any type of style of wrestling It's like, yeah, there's there's ones that entertain me more than others, but I don't want to be looked at as a one dimensional type of wrestler as someone who's not able to produce matches that touch on those various aspects of wrestling. So, yeah, it's possible you might see Jeremy Prophet doing his thing uh, in a comedy match. You might see him in a straight up technical match. You might see me in a death match. I've done all these things. Hey, I, I don't I don't like I said, I don't sweat nobody. So, you know, whatever your style is, you bring it. I'm that guy who's got, you know, six, seven more tools in the box that I can bring to the table. But when it comes down to it, yeah, I like to talk the trash and all that. But really, it's filling in the gaps. It's making sure that the people who come to see that will at least be able to get it. So that's why I want to sharpen those tools as much as what I usually bring to the table. And uh, there's a lot of Jeremy Profit that people haven't seen yet. Um, You know, again, the Internet has certain matches and whatnot, but Over the course of my career, 15 years, never having more than three consecutive weeks off. And that's only when Christmas and New Year's kind of line up both on weekends and promoters are a little gun shy to put on shows. But I mean, if I could wrestle every day, I'd wrestle every day. I've done 30 days, 30 shows for uh, Grand Prix wrestling with Emile Dupree. And I was actually pulling double duty on all of those shows, some of those shows, even triple duty. So that's like (laughs) 60 matches minimum over the course of 30 days. And miraculously, I'm still here in one piece, uninjured, no bumps and bruises, loving every minute of it. If I could wrestle every day, I would wrestle every day. Um, you know, I don't, I don't fear the pain. I don't fear the, the grind and those same days, you know, yeah, we're traveling. I was still managing to, you know, work out, eat properly, do all those things, make all the sacrifices. You know, I think some people are, are, are just not built for wrestling if they complain about those little things and, you know, maybe they're not making enough money or whatever it may be. It's like, this is something that we would all do for free when we started. I'm just a guy looking for his opportunity to be able to take this to the American stage, fight the so-called best in the world and show everyone where my rightful place is. I do feel I am amongst one of the the great I am amongst the greatest talents in the world. I just have not been given a big enough stage and a bright enough spotlight to showcase that. But every day is a fight, every day is an uphill battle and every day is a learning experience and I intend on fulfilling exactly the destiny I have intended for myself when I started out. And that's making it to the top of this business.
0: One question I'm I am actually very interested in. Have you ever wrestled Psycho, Psycho Mike uh, Rolland?
1: Yes, I did. Um, I wrestled Psycho Mike here in Montreal in a triple threat match that also involved Pete Dunn. It oh, was for wow. the Destiny promo. Yeah, very, very high profile match. And yeah, it was a awesome match. Uh, it was for Destiny. I actually inquired with, uh, with, with Iceman about trying to get the footage of that one. I don't know if he had uploaded it or uh, maybe he hasn't, but I would love for the world to see that match because it was definitely one of my best matches, uh, getting to be in there with uh, Psycho Mike, who's a fantastic talent, and Pete Dunn, who's absolutely world-class, a uh, great guy in the ring and out of the ring. Uh, it was while he was UK champion too. Uh, so yeah, it was a pretty good match and I enjoyed it. I, t- I feel like uh, they, they both brought a really good fight. I enjoyed taking the fight to them. Uh, I actually love love guys like that. You know, I like getting in there with the toughest guys. That, that That's really my what I love you know I see someone like like Walter for example like I'd love to get in there with a guy like Walter I'd love to get in there I'd love to smack the piss out of Walter everyone thinks this guy's so tough they're so scared of him I love being in there with those types and saying how oh you got this guy this this pretty boy Canadian not the biggest guy but hell of a lot of fight in me and you'll see how quickly a lot of people melt when they realize that they can't hurt you and you can hit back just as hard as them You know, it's not about how hard you hit. It's how hard you can get hit and keep coming forward. And let's face it, 15 years, no injuries. I've been through a lot. I've been dumped on my head. I've been through tables, thumbtacks, whatever you want to call it. I'm still here in one piece. So uh, the durability is something that not a lot of people take into account. But I love being in there with the toughest guys, guys like Walter. Uh, You know, Pete Dunn is a tough guy. Guys like Hannibal, who I've had legendary battles with uh, throughout Ontario, who is just about as tough as they come to the point where nobody wants to get in the ring with him. Let's face it. You know, don't be fooled. Don't judge this book by its cover. The reason I'm still pretty and I still look good is because I know how to avoid getting out of the way of getting hit, and I'm also pretty resistant at it too. So what can I say? I got an angel watching over my shoulders, and uh, I-, I got just enough skill to be able to make sure that uh, I stay pretty and stay in one piece as well.
0: And now one of my favorite parts of the of the of the show, the Gomi talks uh, talks at ten. These are just ten either or questions sent in by listeners and they're all over the over the place and you Love can it. do you can do one word you can say say a little story about it whatever you have feel like the <laughs> uh, first one vampire or werewolf
1: vampire totally
0: online shopper or the mall pre-covid of it of air course
1: <laughs> hmm. as it applies to me i guess more online shopper
0: uh slippers or barefoot
1: barefoot totally
0: Three meals a day or five small meals?
1: Five small meals. And that's very important, Uh, especially if you're looking to lose weight. Five small meals. You got to keep the metabolism going fast. And too many people think that eating less is going to help you lose weight. Um, But people don't realize is let me let me ask you a question here. Um, So, for example, sumo wrestlers, you know, we know what sumo wrestlers are. How many times a day do you think sumo wrestlers eat? Uh,
0: I believe it's twice.
1: Yeah, they eat twice a day because if they were to eat more than that, then it would speed up their metabolism. Now, obviously what the sumo wrestlers eat in even one of those two meals is probably the equivalent of what you and I both combined eat in a day. But sumo wrestlers eat twice because if they eat more meals than that, it speeds their metabolism. So for all you people looking to lose weight out there, do you think not eating is the way to do it? Five meals a day, trust me. Five meals, proper portion size. If you need any help with that, you can even even contact me. I actually work with a team of coaches uh, who do this kind of thing? It's why I stay in such great, fantastic, natural shape. Um, and I'd be happy to help you, but don't be fooled by the hype. Five meals a day is where it's at.
0: What if I just eat like a, like a shit ton of food all day? <laughs> That's my goal. Oh, no, my goal is the oh, no, uh, step. Yeah. Uh, I've been right now, I'm at about 215, 220. I'm six foot two. And I used to be about 303. So I'm getting her down, getting her down. It just, um, I found out I had a medical thing that was just basically piling pounds on. And I found out I was lactose, severely lactose intolerant. So basically, I was just bloating up all the time and just holding all the weight on until I went to actually go see professionals and see what's up. And Honestly, I just stopped eating, eating the way I was. I started doing DDPY and everything just kind of started falling, falling, fall, falling off. And for the past few years, I've been sitting around 215, 220 and I feel good. That's
1: great. That's a great story, man. Yeah. It, it comes down to, you know, knowing what your goal is and knowing that you don't have to do it alone. There are tons of experts out there that can give you the advice that you need. And, you know, it's almost like what I talked about in wrestling. If you, we don't have to think like, oh, we got to do this all on our own. There are people out there that we can learn from and that can help us get to where we want to be. And, you know, it's nice to hear you're living your best life because uh, yeah. a lot of people, they end up there and they stay there. So the fact that you took control of your destiny is definitely something I can relate to. And props right. to you and for being able to do
0: that. Thank you. My, um, I, I had a big wake up wake-up call when my son was a toddler. We were out of your park. He took off running as fast as his little feet could go. I could not catch him. Mm. And I, and he was running towards a road. And the only thing that came to my mind, I just said, okay, if you don't stop, no backyard again, when we get home, stop dead, turn to out, turn to around. And I'm like, I'm like huffing, puffing, moving as fast as I can. I just give him a big hug because it was one of the scariest moments I've had as a parent. Wow. Like legit. And that was my my huge wake up call right there, because it could have gone gone real bad, real real quick. So, all right. And on on that note, cake or pie? <laughs> cake, cake. Cake. I've never never been a pie guy. Okay. Uh, roses or daisies? Roses. Roses. Uh, gum or candy?
1: Uh, let's say gum i guess i'm not much much of a candy guy i'm I'm really it's funny i've never been much of a sweets guy as much as i said cake it's just i've just literally never eaten pie i mean like literally pie is not appetizing to me uh but i'm not much of a sweets guy in general a lot of a lot of sweet stuff i just don't enjoy the taste of
0: oh which is like i i was a restaurant guy for 20 years i totally 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 get that because um like when I first, and you move restaurants, you move spots, positions, whatever. I've never, I found when I, when I ate sweets at work, I just felt like crap the rest of the, of the, of the, of the day. It just, it's about clean, clean, um, clean, clean eating, I find.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think I'm just more of a, more of a salty person than a sweet person. Cause like, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, like I could, I I, I could more see myself having, uh, I don't know, like chicken wings or, or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah uh cake or cupcakes or muffins or that the the sweets don't really appeal to me
0: (laughs) uh sweater or hoodie hoodie reading or movies
1: i'd say i i i I gotta say reading but uh in the non-conventional sense in the sense of you can read and research stuff online and that's reading you know the the books are a good old school tool, but nowadays things are moving in different directions. You know, even now mm-hmm. with, the, with the pandemic happening, it, it exposed how the education system is really an outdated kind of system because people can mm-hmm. learn from home. Uh, anything you want to learn, and this is a message to all your listeners: anything you want to learn, you can go online and learn it. All yeah. that you know, the school gives you is the certificate to say we give you the check mark and we approve of you. That's why, despite being an educated, I'm a college educated man, but I feel I have a black belt in common sense, because that goes a lot longer of a way than the education approval of just about anywhere. So, you know, get out there. If there's something you want to know how to do, just look it up. There's so much information out there. Don't limit yourself to what, what someone may tell you, look it up for yourself and you'll be able to learn by your own means.
0: All right. And number 10 I'm going to switch it up this uh, uh, this time, and normally I do the toilet paper over over or or under under question. But I want to. I've been saving this question, guys, for Jeremy Jeremy Prophet here. Judas Priest or Iron Maiden?
1: Iron Maiden. Uh, love Iron Maiden. Got to see them in concert just Ooh. before the pandemic. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, you know, Judas Priest does have a few songs that I like, and, uh, I think, uh, Rob Halford's story is, is very, very enlightening, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm an Iron Maiden guy.
0: Oh yeah. Awesome, man. And once again, if anyone is not following you on the socials yet, where can they, uh, what's the point of uh, living? What is
1: the (laughs) point of being alive if you're not following me on the socials, (laughs) but to answer your question, you can find me on Twitter at Jeremy prophet, J E R. E M Y P R O P H E T. You can find me on Instagram at The Real Jeremy Prophet. You can find me on Jofo in the Ring, Tuesdays, 7 p.m. on YouTube, interviewing the best of the best, making fun of Kyle's bald head, giving you people the hard, <laughs> hard to handle truth, but the truth nonetheless. You can pretty much find me just about anywhere online now, but uh, if you want to talk to me, I'm a very approachable guy. I love interacting with people. And if you want to sponsor me, hey, I'm open to all offers. But uh, when it comes down to us, even if I had to do this all on my own dime, I don't mind doing that. I'd rather have friends than sponsors. So hit me up, follow me, like what I put out there, watch our show, subscribe, and also subscribe to all of our fellow podcast brothers out there, like this wonderful show that you're watching now. If you are watching this episode and you are not subscribed to this, you are not a friend of mine. So if you are a friend of mine, subscribe to this man and make sure that we can continue to get the message out there about great Canadian talent, wrestlers, podcasters, everyone involved in this wonderful industry, because Canada is the best place right now for undiscovered talent on every platform. So don't be the kind of person who didn't discover somebody before they made it big. Get in on the action now. It's like making an investment in a stock that you know is going to go through the roof. So support Canadian podcasting, support Canadian wrestlers. Remember that Canadian wrestlers matter. And the reason that we matter is because of you, the fans. So keep supporting us. Keep throwing your listens and likes and all of those things behind us. And we'll continue to deliver for you, just like me and Justin have today.
0: Perfect, man. Thank you very, very much. Been a pleasure thanks for listening all the way through. I just want to say thank you to our wonderful guest this week, Jeremy Prophet. It was a fantastic chat and I loved getting to sit down and and talk talk here with him because it was it was a great chat and go check him out on all the socials go check out some of his matches on YouTube. He is a great professional wrestler and well a good dude because after the show, we just kind of hung out, talked for, talked for a little bit, and it was it a was great, great chat, and I really uh, appreciate all the time he gave me, which is really, really fun. And now, call to action this week. Just try to be kind to another human being when they don't really de- deserve it. Because being the good guy sometimes is very, very hard. Because we all get angry, we all get mad, we all get frustrated, and especially, especially in today's world. But try to be the bigger, the bigger person, guys, and try, just try, try, try to be kind. That's it, that's all. I just want to say a couple of things. Go check out batsinthebelfryart.com. Wonderful stuff there, and she is taking commissions for all those days coming up. And Go check out robd 59 for any of and all your graphic de- designs needs. And my new sponsor this week. I just want to wanna bring it up again until I got this down. Ofente Cities, the perfect fucking shirt for you. I love this site. Go check them out. And don't forget to use that promo code for 10% off your order. It's Gilmy. G-U-I-L-M-Y. And... I will talk to you guys in a few days and if not, I'll talk to you on a, a Tuesday. Have a one have a one wonderful day and try to enjoy this rainy rainy wet weather we're getting right now. Bye guys.